We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is actually January 4th, 2024. Luke, usually I have to look at the date of when we're recording like oh no it's the next day like no like we're recording this today at 1:40 a.m. Uh, after the magic's double overtime loss uh they fell 138 to 135 in Sacramento to the Kings legitimately one of the craziest most entertaining magic games i can ever remember watching luke you got everything in this one but the result how are you doing um at almost 2 a.m. here Paolo Bancaro, dog. Jalen Suggs, dog. Trevlin Queen, dog. Anthony Black, dog. Caleb Houston, dog. They're all dogs. Chuma OKK, dog. OKK, couldn't forget him, dog. I. It. This is probably will stand throughout the whole season, but this is the loss I'm most okay with. This season yeah. and happiest with, and actually had a fun time watching. I, I wouldn't a, say I'm not happy with the loss. Well, I don't course, know that we would use that adjective, but everything else. The I, I have a, a friend who's a Kings fan, and he texted me after the game and said, "This uh, that game sucked." And I said, "Maybe the one scenario where the losing team's fans had a lot more fun than the winning team's fans." Might be one of the first times that that's happened. Just down to your your G League players playing guys like Trevlin Queen. Uh, what thirty eight minutes is where he ended up, the third most on the team. And you you go to a double overtime with the Sacramento Kings, who are a great basketball team. Can't can't do anything about those injuries. Just had to sit, watch, and be entertained. And I think we all were. Usually after a game, especially like on a night that we're set to record, we spend a good amount of time prepping, right? Getting everything ready, going over the show, like outlining everything like, hey, this is how it's going to go. It's almost 2 a.m. Luke and I were like, hey, we're just going to press the button and go tonight. 
So please forgive us if this is like a little bit like disjointed of a show, but like <laughs> when Paolo was was taking that three, you know, to potentially send this game to triple overtime, I was just in my mind like this game is never going to end. This this game was you know three hours long, mm-hmm. m- maybe even more than that. So a couple of things uh, before we we get into talking more about this game. Uh, six fan show next uh, edition of that is going to be uh, Friday um, the 9th uh, when the magic face off or not Friday Tuesday Tuesday the 9th you can tell it's getting late over here Tuesday the 9th when the magic take on the Minnesota Timberwolves at home uh, we do have our next watch party which is going to be next Friday uh, the 12th when the magic take on the Miami Heat we're going to be at Hagen O'Reilly's in Winter Garden let me go ahead and pull up the uh, address for that once again. That's 16112 Marsh Road, Winter Garden, Florida. That game is set to tip off at 8 o'clock, so the watch party will get started about 7.30. So be sure uh, that you, you come out for that. This is not going to be the typical show. I know that the Magic lost to Golden State last night on Tuesday, their first night of the, you know, two, uh, the, the back-to-back here. We're not going to spend a, a ton of time talking about that game. The Magic lost 121 to 115. And in large part, just due to turning the basketball over. Like, that's really what it came down to. 17 turnovers for the Magic in that one. It was very similar to the loss uh, to Phoenix on Sunday on New Year's Eve. So, if you remember us talking about that game, just like go back, <laughs> listen to that, swap out the names like Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal for like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Except Steph Curry and Clay Thompson were like really killing us uh, down the stretch of that Warriors game, but the Magic uh, they lost in that one. Luke, let's just let's just talk about this this uh, Sacramento Kings game. People, I I can't imagine anyone is staying up to listen to this. Like even our our normal people who listen to these pods, like as soon as they drop, even they're going to sleep tonight and, and getting yeah. a little bit of rest before waking up and listening to the pod or watching the pod on YouTube. But like this is all anybody is going to be thinking about and, and talking about tomorrow. So let's talk about the injuries first. Obviously, still no Markel Fultz. Jonathan Isaac, Joe Ingles were ruled out like last night as soon as the Warriors game ended. Cole Anthony was ruled out like right before the game with a quad contusion. And as you know, we're already, you know, Markel Fultz. So you're already down like four or five guys, like before we even got the tip off in this one. And then five minutes into the game, Franz Wagner, who started the game really strong, um, turned his right ankle like pretty badly. And usually like Franz is the kind of guy like he goes down with an injury like that, laces them up or goes back to the locker room, gets taped up, comes back out and is ready to go. He couldn't even like really walk like by himself. He had to be assisted back to the locker room. Franz did not come back. Right. And we're just like, man, like Trevlin Queen started this game, by the way. Uh, alongside uh, Gary Harris. Gary Harris started this game in place of Anthony Black. Anthony Black came off the bench. Now, Trevlin didn't start. Trevlin didn't it, start. Why did I... Who who started that? He played that? a lot of minutes. But was it, it was, Caleb uh, that started? No, it was Suggs, Gary, Gogo, Franz, Paolo. Okay. Yeah. That was like eight hours a ago. A long time ago. started mm-hmm. that game, so I, I, for, mm-hmm. I forgot that admittedly. But then Gary Harris doesn't come out of the locker room at halftime. There's no official word yet. And then he gets ruled out with the cap strain, which it seems like he's now re-aggravated. 
So the Magic shot 75% from three in the first half, Luke, and we're still down 12 at the half. That really sums up the first half. Like It was just like really crappy, loose fronds. Paolo was really doing everything that he could possibly do. He was playing really well, but you're still down at the half. And we have like four other quarters technically to, to still talk about. But where this game really seemed like it was taking a turn for the worst was with where where is I'm just going through the the play by here, uh, folks. So so please for forgive us in this one. So yeah, it's with nine seventeen. Uh, Demonis Sabonis is at the free throw line, misses a free throw. As Paolo is going for the rebound, he steps on Keegan Murray's foot and turns his ankle and just starts screaming like cursing. Like you could hear it on the broadcast. The Magic go you know, down on the defensive end. They come back the other way. Timeout. They get Paolo Bancaro out of the game. He's going to the locker room. And now we're like, there's no way that we lost Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro in this same game. Second night of a, of a back-to-back. We've already got all these guys out, and now we've lost our two best players. I think, Luke, you texted in the group chat, like, this is the game from hell. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's how, how it seemed. Yeah. yeah the, the, the night entirely, actually. Uh, yeah, Paolo going down. At that point, you're like, well, this game's officially over, like, obviously. And it, it already felt over. When he got injured, I think we were what probably down like ten or something like that. I don't. I'm not looking. At the we box were right down now, twelve when he comes out of the game. So yeah, I because I remember thinking like he goes out of the game and I was like, I already thought this game was probably over, and it already had the feeling of like Palo's gonna have to drop sixty for us to have a chance in this. Little did I know, he'd come back into the game and give us the performance of a lifetime. I, I love that kid. Yeah, so Paolo goes out again. The Magic are down 76, or 76 to 64. He's out of the game for a few minutes. He checks back in at the 720 mark. The Magic were down 13, 79 to 66. And at this point, it's, uh, yeah, Chuma wasn't in the, Chuma subbed out at this point. So Jalen's in the game, Caleb's in the game, uh, Treble and Queen. Paolo, and I, I forget who, uh, it, it was Wendell was in the game. Like a minute goes by, Chuma subs in for Trevel and Queen, and that's like really where everything like just takes off for the magic. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to go what back a crazy through statement. the, what, what did I say? When, when No, just like crazy that that's the conversation we're having. When Chuma OKK stepped in for Trevel like, and Queen, dude, that's where... This game got interesting, and we found one of the first sparks of the game. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go back through. It was the the third quarter when Chuma got it going, wasn't it? I guess it, I guess it was the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean that was Chuma when when Chuma was going. Yeah, these yeah, are the all of Chuma's threes. Okay, we're actually going to go to the fourth quarter. Your Magic are down four. Um, they're down ninety three to eighty nine. Chuma hits a three with 10 minutes, two seconds to go. Uh, make it 92-96. couple possessions go by. Chuma comes back down again, hits another three, make it 
Uh, <laughs> let's see. A Malik Monk miss. Chuma comes back down. It's another three to make it 98-96. And then a couple of possessions later, he hits another 21-footer to make it 100-96. to This is all without Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro is going crazy in the third quarter to make this a close game. And he comes out, and Jeff Turner was talking about this on the broadcast. He's like, when do you get Paolo a rest? Tomorrow. It's like, because yeah. you're not going to get it tonight. And maybe you can buy a minute or two at the beginning of the fourth before you have to bring Paolo back in. And Chuma Okeke made it so that Paolo seemingly almost got like, I don't know, a good 15 to 20 minutes of sitting on the bench before he had to check back into this game. And Chuma Okeke going crazy in that fourth quarter. Magic had a seven-point lead with six minutes, 39 seconds to go on uh, the Trevel and Queen steal and dunk. And look, I was feeling like really, really confident at that point. But this game was so crazy. Like Malik Monk, another guy that had perhaps the, the game of his life, 37 points, 60% from the field, 53% from the three-point line, uh, yeah, from, from behind the arc, and added nine assists. Like every time the Magic made a run or somebody made a big shot, Malink Monk was answering time and time again. And at the end of the game, it was sort of De'Aaron Fox. But can can we just talk about like that Chuma Okeke stretch? And like, because the game just felt like it was over, man. Like it just felt like you had no shot. Dante had the line of the night. He said something to the effect of, when's the last time you said to get Okeke the ball? And I was like listening to it, and I was like, "He just say that? He just said that?" Like was, March of 2021, literally. Yeah, and uh, man, it just it felt like for a second we were transported back a couple years when we were all were holding our Chuma. Now at the, at the time, formerly Okiki, the Chuma Okiki stock at that time, and rookie cards, and rookie cards. We were buying into the baby Kawhi and. And that he was clamping down on defense and knocking down shots. We always knew he could be those things, but I I didn't think that it would happen and come into fruition tonight, January fourth of twenty twenty four, especially after the last couple seasons. Just, just one of those games. I when we went to when we did go to overtime, that's when I was like, logic says we lose this game. But destiny says, and Chumo KK says, we win this game. Because just what's the point? Like, what's the point of the game if Chuma is going to have performance and you lose? They can't happen. It won't happen. And then, obviously, we, we can talk about the overtimes. But, like, one thing after the other kept happening. And I just got to the point where I got irrationally confident. And I was like, we're not losing. We can't lose. We've done all this. So... Obviously, the Magic ended up losing this one, but I, it was the second half was just a crazy Drunk. roller coaster from, of emotions. I don't know that I've ever reached the depths of despair and the euphoria, like the peak of euphoria, all in one NBA game, where like, like circumstances didn't really change that much, right? Like 
apart from like Paolo going out and you think like the the world literally felt like it was ending and then Paolo Bancaro like checks back into the game and you're like okay this guy is incredible like thank god we didn't also lose Paolo tonight but when I tell you like I was out of my body (laughs) Chuma knocking down shot after shot after shot and not only like keeping us in the game but like giving us the lead and then like Trevlin Queen is is making plays and fast break dunks and like going like the other end like I I literally was delirious. I, I tweeted that out like I I don't ever post a video in the middle of a game, but I I couldn't help myself because I'm like, we've never seen anything like this. We will probably never see anything like this ever again. For those that weren't watching the games or like maybe like with the losing recently, you've been sort of checked out. Think back to like the Chasen Randall, Jordan Bone, Ignis Bread. Brad Zakis, Brad Zakis. I forget how to say his name. We you, haven't had to worry about that guy in so long now. You forget, but we were the Ignis Brad Zakis show. So, well, you know, like that's how this game was was trending towards feeling when Caleb and Chuma and Trevlin and Queen are all on the floor together. We're like, what is happening? This is not ever supposed to happen. And then Chuma's just like, nah, I'm about to go so deep in it, my bag right now. It was so funny. I'm trying to find it, but uh, let's see. Yeah, so the magic. So Chuma hits the three, puts you up four. Um, so bonus loose ball turnover, magic timeout. And during that timeout, it goes to commercial. And I, I kid you not, I'm in my living room and all the lights are out, the TV is on. And I am just like legitimately just laying back on my couch, just giggling. I was just like, and I was just like laughing. Like I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop smiling. I felt like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> and, it's, and I was just like, what is going on? Like absolutely euphoric and so funny. And, uh, I will never ever forget that stretch from Trumo KK that quite literally made us all have out of body experiences. Like even Jeff and Dante on the broadcast, like Chuma's hitting threes and Jeff is like cackling. Yeah. Like Jeff he gives is the probably craziest like you were, ever. Yeah, like like you probably were laying back on your couch. <laughs> Nobody could believe what was happening in this game. Like it, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. And the high of that again lasted long enough for Paolo Bancaro to to check back into this game. So Paolo checks back in at what mark here? Was, I want to say it was around like the six-minute mark. Yeah, he, Paolo, Jalen, Anthony Black check back in at the 617 mark. The Magic are up 103 to 100. Uh, Paolo hits a three to make it 106-105 Magic. Jalen Suggs hits a three to make it 109-105 Malik has Malik Monk has a crazy uh, reverse layup to make it a, a two point game again. Um, he's got a free throw to make it a one point game. He gets fouled again. The next possession gives uh, the Kings a one point lead. Uh, Paolo Bancaro makes two free throws to give the Magic a one point lead with four minutes left. Like it, this was literally like Demonis Sabonis, Malik Monk, and Paolo Bancaro just going back and forth. I think after Jalen Suggs hits that three with four fifty to go to give the Magic a four point lead. Paolo Bancaro in the fourth quarter 
the first overtime and in the second overtime, Paolo Bancaro has 18 straight points for the Magic. Like, I'm not saying this was the same thing, but it was shades of like LeBron James, what was it, like 25 straight points against the Pistons back in the day? Like, it was it was vibes of that. It was literally play after play after play of like, hey, just give Paolo Bancaro the basketball and he's going to go to work. Um, he had this, uh, I think it was the 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 19-foot pull-up jump shot here with 238 to go where he drives on Sabonis and just stops on a dime and from the right elbow drains it to give the Magic a one-point lead. Uh, Sabonis then has uh, an and one to give the Kings a two-point lead uh, and then has another free throw a couple of possessions later. He splits the free throw. Um, that was like that stretch at the end of the regulation where it just seemed like it took them forever to figure out whether or not Damanis Sabonis made the shot when he was fouled. And he's sitting at the free throw line for like a minute and a half and then splits those. Might There's a couple of occurrences of that really quickly. <laughs> I, I, I forgot to mention this at the, the top of the show here. The, the officiating crew tonight of Sean Wright, Michael Smith, and Claire Aubrey legitimately, impressively, one of the worst officiating performances of all time. Like, Sure, they they messed up the Paolo like out of bounds call at the end of the game, but they missed the blatant Demonis Sabonis like offensive foul on Trevlin Queen setting the pick at the end of the first overtime. I believe that was uh, the Paolo Bancaro like charge call at the end of the first overtime. Like just completely ridiculous. Paolo Bancaro had 14 free throws tonight. Should have probably had 20 plus. The Magic's uh, average on the year I think is like 25, 26. They shoot 27 tonight. Um, just really crappy, like officiating, just across the board from that crew. Uh, but so Sabonis splits a couple of free throws. Paolo has a layup to make it a one point game of 48 seconds left. Then hits a three with 16 seconds left to give the Magic a two point lead. And that's when I felt like there's no way that the Magic are are, are going to lose this game. Uh, then Malik Monk has crazy driving layup, make it a uh, all tied up with uh, 118 to go. And then Jalen Suggs at the end of uh, regulation. There's like <sighs> 10 seconds left. They try to uh, inbound the ball to Paolo. He gets denied. It goes to Jalen. It looks like, forget who his primary defender was, but like Lyles was like coming to trap. It looks like Jalen sort of like looked at the corner of his eye for a split second to see if Paolo was going to make a cut or try to come to the ball. But at that point, it seemed like Paolo was probably just gassed and like surrendered like hey this is it's a tie game if Jalen makes this we win if he misses we're going overtime and I just need a breather but Sugg shows like throws up the three it's no good and then we're headed to the first overtime and that's when I felt like okay like now this is where our luck is gonna run out Luke real quick I will interject here to say that our good buddy Fazan um, one of our writers and and on Twitter sent me a tweet of his it says Orlando Magic Center Wendell Carter Jr. has a sore right knee uh, injury per Jamal Mosley. So obviously Wendell didn't play to my recollection and obviously the overtimes he checked out with like a minute left for strategic reasons for what I think was strategic reasons uh, in the fourth quarter Anthony Black checked in um, but apparently he has a sore right knee so You've got a game here in however long, forty less than 48 hours. You would hope that you can just be as healthy as possible, but uh, who knows? I am I'm nervous 
for that. Yeah, that uh, that's not super promising. Uh, so going back uh, to the the first overtime, uh, Paolo Bancaro hits a a three with three fifty four to go in the first overtime to give the Magic a one twenty one to one eighteen lead, and that's where I was like, okay, like this is where we create space, get a couple of stops, get a couple of baskets, and you're going to win this game. And then the ensuing possession, Harrison Barnes hits like a crazy running banking so three point shot as the shot clock expires. And that's when I'm like, okay, this game is just full on, completely drunk. We're just going to continue to go back and forth. Like the shot making in this game, they talked about it a million times on the broadcast, but it was truly special. I don't know that I've ever seen a game like this where like every time somebody needed to knock down a big shot, whether it was Damanis Sabonis or Harrison Barnes or Malik Monk or uh, Keegan Murray as well, or it was Jalen Suggs or Paolo Bancaro or Chuma Okeke. It was just shot after shot after shot. Again, that Harrison Barnes uh, three ties up the game. Uh, Damana Sabonis, maybe this was the instance where they froze for whatever, because this probably is because this is where he missed the first free throw, made the second to give them a one-point lead. Um We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's see what happens next year. Paolo Bancaro has another step back with 43 seconds to go to give the Magic a one-point lead. Malik Monk has another layup to give them a one-point lead. Paolo Bancaro gets fouled, makes both free throws, gives us a one-point lead. Sabonis has a, a cutting dunk. Um, I believe that is, that might have, yeah, that was the Trevlin Queen screen. Uh, where, yeah, Sabonis sets the screen on Queen, leans his shoulder like square into Trevlin Queen's face. Queen had to go back to the locker room to get like butterfly stitches. It looked like it should have been an offensive foul. It should have been the Magic's ball with about 17 seconds to go up one where the Kings would have been forced to, you know, foul, but that did not happen. And then 
Um, teams sort of go back and forth. The ball goes out of bounds off of Paolo Bancaro, but they called it out on the Kings, and it's like, okay, well, this game probably should be over, but because of the offensive foul that didn't get called a moment ago, I wasn't really upset about it. And then the Magic have the ball, like sideline out of bounds, like eight seconds left, and it's like, here we go again. Like, there's no way, like, Paolo's going to make another play, is he? And then sure enough, he does, like, just, like, sneaks his way, like, right underneath the basket. We get the inbounds to him, and he lays it in with one second left. And then it was, yeah, Monk misses the three at the buzzer. And then we go to the third or the the second overtime. Uh, the, you know, th- just cra- absolutely crazy game. Jalen Suggs hits the three to start the second overtime. And again, I feel like, okay, here we go. We're going to, you know, create some space here. A couple possessions later, Malik Monk ties it up 130 all. Uh, Paolo Bancaro, a couple possessions later, makes it 132 to 130. De'Aaron Fox ties it up 132 all. Jalen Suggs hits a three with 210 to go to break and set the magic like all-time single-game three-point record, 25 threes for the Magic tonight. Give them a three-point lead. Keegan Murray hits a three on the other end, and to me, this is the possession where the game ends. One eleven to go left in the second overtime. Goga Batadze, I, I, can't, I still cannot believe, takes that corner three. I would have to go back. I don't think... like There was plenty of time on the shot clock because any shot at that point was better then that Goga Batadze three. I think he's taken like five threes this year. And for yeah, that to be one of them, I will never, ever, ever understand that. And I'll, I'll never forget get that for the rest of my life. <laughs> and then uh, De'Aaron Fox, tough turnaround, gives the Kings uh, a two-point lead. And then that was, that was pretty much all she wrote. We had to foul the rest of the way and the Magic lose 135 to, to 138. I just don't want like this Palo Bancaro 43 point four rebound five assist performance to be forgotten because yes it came in a loss up there with the the great Orlando Magic performances of all time I again I've just never been prouder of a loss this was it was a game I'll never forget Palo Bancaro I I loved seeing him do this without having being able to lean on really anybody. The only other person he could really lean on in this one that you know you would think that he could was Jalen Suggs, and Jalen Suggs was you know he hits that three at the start of the double OT, and I think that's when that officially stopped Palo's eighteen consecutive or whatever it was. I want to yeah. say this is also one of those games where like people might say. If Franz stayed healthy in this and stayed in this game, the Magic win this game. Or if this team was healthy, we win this game. But I don't know that that's true because of the nature of how you won this game. You won it with a crazy, stupid three-point shooting performance. You shoot almost 60% from three. And you shoot like 14 more threes. You attempt 14 more, 15 more than you normally do. Shot 44 of them tonight. Like, this wasn't a rational game. This isn't something where you can say, like, if we were healthy, we win this game. It just would have been a completely different game flow. You have no idea. 
right? Like you do don't know. And I think that's why I love it so much is just because it's such a mystery. Like the magic, Jonathan, 24 points in the paint tonight. And a game where they score 135. Yeah. The magic are, I believe second in the league, unless it's changed now because of how low this was tonight. I believe they were second or at least top three in the league in points in the paint. This was just a totally different team. It had to be. You were playing some G-leaguers. You were playing guys like Chumo KK who never get run. Crazy, crazy game. And, and something that happened that would never, you know, wouldn't likely happen if, if healthy. The Magic 39 rebounds to Sacramento's 58. Sacramento with 18 offensive boards. Right, killer. like that was the killer. the The Kings at halftime, I believe, had eight more shot attempts than us. It's bad if at the end of the game the other team has eight more shot attempts than you. They finished the game with a hundred and five field goals to the Magic's ninety. Magic have shot more than ninety attempts. Yeah, attempts. The Magic have shot more than ninety attempts in regulation. There's, they're just, it is what it is with the guys, the personnel that was playing. You're going to turn the ball over a lot. Paolo had a lot of turnovers tonight, but it's because his usage was through the roof. So, man, I just, you know, kudos to the guys that stepped up because this one will be one that we, we, we never forget. Before we talk about the rest of this game and talk about some of the, some of the other guys, Let's talk uh, about our, our patrons, and then we'll talk about some chicken after mm-hmm. that. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully this is up by like 4 a.m. If you're listening to this at 4 a.m., first of all, God bless, because that means you probably watched the entirety of this game as well. And I've never been happier that I took a, a two-hour nap before this game started. But if you're listening to this game, I just want you to know, or listening to this podcast, I want you to know that is brought to you by our wonderful patrons, the folks that help financially support the show and allow us to do everything that we do here. Like they literally keep the lights on. Uh, they allow us to you know, pay for resources that we use, like the recording software that we're using right now and all the stat stuff that we use and allow us to do giveaways and all that kind of stuff. Like we did our six days of Christmas. None of that's possible without our patrons. Our mission here at the six man show is to grow the, the magic fan base and help make Magic fans as knowledgeable as possible. And the more support that we have, the, the better job we can do at doing that. So if you're a fan of the show, you're a fan of what we do, you're a fan of the you know, events and the watch parties and, and anything like that, uh, I would just ask that you consider joining our Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We have a number of different tiers you know, with, with benefits. Uh, we give away free t-shirts. We have access to our Discord channel. Uh, we do monthly Zooms with our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons. Uh, our Elite Tier patrons, they get up to 35% off uh, Orlando Magic regular season home games. So we have a lot of benefits to offer at you know different levels, whatever you're most comfortable with. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Anytime we have brand new patrons, we give them a special shout out. And we give a special shout out to our Hall of Fame and elite tier patrons every single episode which i'm going to start now with the court cousins and then a uh, best friend of the program drew gooden armin carson tulo jonathan borges normal magic player history gabe Gaines, wiffle michael martin jamel miller michael salapong donkey punch dave paolo and Francis, warmth pierre a dylan holden mr mikey 
Eduardo Sanchez, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, Godi 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Reekin, Shahin 177, Bulby the Dawn, Himlo, Ben Himro, RM Prof 221, Magic Kid 714, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Eddie House's Burner, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kev, Brov Sal, Kaysen Green, Santi Leon, Kane Eckler, The Distract, Ahmad Tim, Saw Chansu, and Tom Gadsden. Again, if you would like to join our Patreon and help support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Jonathan, the only thing hotter than Paolo Bancaro tonight against the Sacramento <laughs> Kings is that juicy, juicy chicken over at Jam Hot Chicken. Jam Hot Chicken is bringing Jam's culture and hot chicken to the heart of Winter Park, as many of you guys might already know. And they're located at 400 West New England Avenue, Suite 13 in Hannibal Square. You can check them out at jamhotchickenfl.com. Access their menu, online ordering to order ahead, music playlist, all things Jam Hot. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you. Make it your spot before Magic Games. That's what I've done. That's what Jonathan has done. That's what producer Kevin has done. And uh, it's one of my favorite parts about going to Orlando now is knowing like I'm going to leave an hour earlier. There's nothing you can do to stop me because I'm getting my hands on some jam hot chicken. It truly is, man. Like it's it's legitimately the best. Um, we have a watch party next Friday. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show, but you and I are sort of like, well, for you, it's a little bit because you're like north of Orlando, but like a little bit west. So like West Orlando, because of the way you take like the turnpike, it's easier to get to West Orlando. I'm like straight west of Orlando. So I take the turnpike the whole way over. So our last watch party that was like East Orlando, we we're like, man, this is this is a bit of a hike. This next one, we're like, oh, this is West Orlando. Like it's in Winter Garden. This is kind of nice. I'm still debating driving into the heart of Winter Park, getting some jam hot before I head to the watch party. We'll see if my uh, my schedule permits that. But I would I would love nothing more than to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, back to this game. Like so, so many guys, obviously, like Jalen, Paolo, Caleb, Houston. Uh, Chuma were like the, the big stories in this game, but Trevel and Queen, 38 minutes, only had five points, but six assists, two rebounds, two massive steals, a big block. Like, like one of the biggest plays of the game was Trevel and Queen's block at the rim. Can't remember who it was on, but it was like right in the middle of like the big run. Trevel and Queen, like stepping in, like giving the magic, like decent point guard play tonight is not something that I really anticipated out of him and the defense like of him on Malik Monk like Malik Monk got his tonight but Trevlin Queen like made it like as maybe not every possession because Malik did get some some good looks but Trevlin played his behind off defensively tonight like made really really big plays and the Magic wouldn't have been in this game without him frankly Trevlin Queen is a former G League MVP. And there was points tonight, such as that block, where I was like, oh, I see. I bet this guy is disgusting in the G League. Like he's he there's definitely a talent gap between the G League and the NBA. It's why it exists. But you could see it tonight. Like, yes, Trevlin Queen had you know 
I mean, he didn't even have in in 38 minutes, didn't even have a turnover. He had six assists, just like doing the right thing, right? Fouls. He had five fouls, but he's guarding the guy that's going nuclear in this game. So you can't really fault him for it. But he, yeah, he wasn't at some point. I think producer Kevin said something to the effect of, at least not yet, traveling queen isn't a negative in this game. And quite literally, he was a plus one. Which is tough to do in a loss when you play 38 minutes. So just truly impacting the game. It definitely deserves the credit. Because he, he was awesome. He had two steals as well, along with that block we talked about. Again, six assists with the zero turnovers. That's maybe going to be the most overlooked just because of that block that he had in this game. Really impressive. Another guy that was impressive that we haven't really talked a ton about and we've been gushing over Paolo. Um, and honestly, I don't feel like we've even talked about Paolo enough, so maybe we'll talk a, a bit more about him in a minute. But Jalen Suggs, 24 points in 39 minutes, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. Yes, he has you know the, the four turnovers. Eight of 18 from the floor, six of 12 from behind the arc. Jalen has, has been struggling like offensively as of late. And I think a lot of that has like turned into maybe a little bit of a, a a drop in his confidence. And we've seen an uptick in the turnovers as well as he's not playing like as like decisively. But I, I've seen so many people on social media over the course, like the last week or so that are like, oh, I'm sick of Jalen, blah, blah, blah. Like forgetting that like Jalen was one of the catalysts like to the win streak. Like Jalen was one of our best players all throughout that has been this team's like emotional leader and best defender all season long. And Jalen, I I don't think he's healthy. Like to be perfectly honest, like I don't think Jalen is ever healthy, but the you, you texted, I think last night, like Jalen Suggs is like not going to be able to walk by the end of his career. Yeah. Like the dude always looks like he is playing through so much pain. Mm -hmm. And I, I can almost like guarantee that that is the case. And yeah, for a lot of guys who are hurt, that you know what they're they're not lacing them up every night. Jalen's still out there basically every night for you. Like missed minutes. a couple of games a couple of weeks ago, but like he's out there giving you 39 minutes, second night of a back to back, giving it his absolute all, making massive plays, hitting massive shots. Like so, something that annoys me, maybe it's just magic Twitter, I don't know. But like people are so quick to flip on guys after a couple of bad performances. And I, I guarantee you, like, overwhelming majority of those people were like, oh, my God, Jalen sucks tonight, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just crazy. But Jalen's just been, he's been great this year. Like, he, he really has. Had a rough stretch recently, you know what I mean? But, man, like, if that kid just isn't awesome. He is. I mean, even even though we say rough stretch, like, his last five games, 16 points, three and a half assists. 50% from uh or 37% from 3 obviously tonight helped a lot in that category but yeah he he's had his struggles but regardless there's nothing more electric than Jalen Suggs on this team that's not going to change for a long time the energy that he brings he brings it in one play right like one play creates a momentum swing and he, I mean, tonight just 
six of 12 from three. He's gotten into the habit of shooting like double digit threes, but it's never, it's, it's not like, you know, the other night when he goes three of 10, six, seven games ago, whatever that was, obviously struggled against Phoenix against Golden State, three for seven, like 43% from three. I, I don't know. I think Jalen Suggs wants to be like, he's worked so hard on his three point shot and we know that, and we've seen the improvement that I think he wants to also just like have that natural uptick in three point volume. We'll see where it ends up at, but I mean, I'd like to see him at to stay and kind of be consistent at like five and a half threes a game at the most, maybe six. But who knows? Tonight, no complaints from me about Jalen Suggs. You couldn't. He he was awesome. Let's talk about Paolo Bancaro. I just can't. I can't wrap my head around how good this kid is already. Like the forty three points tonight, the career high. But it was just like answering the bell again and again tonight. Like it, it just. He didn't hit the the last shot. That's but he hit all the other ones. Yeah. Like every single one that the Magic needed tonight. Just big play after big play. Like when the jumper is working for him, like sometimes we can get a little bit frustrated because on the season right now, Paolo is at he's 36% pretty much for the year after you know starting the like first 10 or 15 games like 45% from 3, like something right. crazy. He's very much come back down to earth. And sometimes the criticism of his can be, oh, he's like he, if he hits a couple of jumpers at the beginning of the game, he like falls in love with it. But I can maybe it's not there consistently yet, but I, I would not be surprised if by year four or five, Paolo is hovering around like 40 percent from behind the arc just because like he he legitimately can shoot the ball. It's not like one of those things like oh if he can just figure out how to shoot the ball. It's like, no, like Paolo really can shoot the ball. It's just like getting the reps and being consistent, I guess. So tonight, what was it from, from Paolo? Let me go back to the, the box score here from behind the arc. Six, Six of nine. nine from behind the arc for Paolo. Again, every time that the Magic needed a shot, he either hit a three or he got to the basket and made a layup or got to the rim and got fouled or made a, a mid-range jumper or a long two in somebody's face. Like, I texted this before the game, right? And I was overly optimistic, admittedly. But I said, tonight has the opportunity to be like legacy games for Paolo and Franz. All these guys down, second night of a back-to-back, you're on the road against a really good Sacramento team. If they could find a way to will that team with Paolo and Franz, that probably didn't have any business winning tonight if you know we were healthy with the guys that we went into the game with. If we would have won the game, we would have been like, oh, this is great. Like We had a ton of guys out, second night of a back-to-back, on the road. This is a great win. Franz goes out in the first five minutes of the game. And this literally was a legacy performance for Paolo Bancaro, result aside. Now, if he hits a a couple other shots or Goga Batate doesn't take that three, who knows what happens? And then we feel even better about this win. It's probably one of the, the best regular season wins in the history of the Magic at that point. But we've just dreamt for a decade plus since Dwight has been gone. Like when are we going to get the superstar? And as fantastic as Dwight Howard was, he was the greatest magic player of all time. He wasn't a guy that you 
could say, hey, let's give the ball to this guy at the end of the game and he'll just go and make a play, right? Like that's where Keto Turkaloo and Jameer Nelson and Rashard Lewis, those kind of guys came in in those situations. Dwight on a pick and roll, but like you couldn't have it specifically directly in his hands. Right, yeah, you couldn't just side, you know, sidelines out of bounds, (laughs) inbounded to Dwight and Dwight's going to go make a play. Like that was not Dwight Howard. So it's legitimately been since 2004, Tracy McGrady, where the Magic have had a superstar level player with this shot making ability that you can just give the ball to at the end of a game and say hey big fella we need you to go and make a play for us and i just feel like so i don't know if blessed is the right word but damn it i feel blessed to have paulo <laughs> bancaro on this team and it's not going to be this story in the morning you know about on espn and you know fox and all of these other you know talking head shows But to me, like you look around the NBA tonight, business as usual, except Magic and Kings going double overtime and Paolo Bancara having a 43 point performance in a game which spanning, you know, the the fourth quarter and you know the the first overtime, uh, scoring 18 straight points for the Magic and answering the bell every single time they needed a big play until he doesn't hit that shot at the buzzer. And I swore to you it was going in. Yeah, it was online. It was there. It, it, and like you said, you can't get mad at that, that missed shot because he hit everything else. The one other thing that I want to add about Paolo Bencaro, yes, he has eight turnovers tonight, but also he has five assists. And how many hockey assists do you think Paolo Bencaro had tonight? Because I swear to you, every time he touched the ball on the wing, two guys, oh, man, there's no, we're, this is a big pause. I don't care. Two guys coming at him. And uh, we shouldn't and, say on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, yeah, very. Um, yeah, we we need to clarify. But he gets the ball on the perimeter, double team, and gosh, I can't get out of this. <laughs> it's two thirty um, in the morning, y'all. Anyway, he makes the right play. All right, guys, that's what I'm saying. There was there was one where um, double starts coming. I think he drives, kicks it out to traveling Queen, and in my head. I'm like, no, pass it to Jalen on the wing. But the whole time, Paolo knows what he's doing, right? He knows that whoever he passes the ball to getting closed out on, the other guy's going to be open in the perimeter. So what does he do? Penetrate out to the corner, traveling queen, quick swing right over to Jalen Suggs, three ball, right? Hockey assist. He had to have had four plus of those tonight because of how good he was, regardless of the turnovers. He had the ball in his hands so much that just analyzing the double teams when they were happening in real time, just processing the thing that he's talked about over the summer and like how last season, one of the biggest ways he has grown is learning the different looks and what he's supposed to do. It was on full display tonight. And somehow the guy scores 43 points. 18 straight. Do you know how difficult that has to be to score 18 straight when everybody on the other side of the ball knows where the ball's going. They were sending everything at him and it didn't matter. You're too little. I'm too smart. Like I'm going to make the right play. I'm going to just pull up, knock down this three, give it to you any way you want. That's what he was doing. No pause. He was giving it to them the way I wanted. That's for sure. Hmm. <sighs> Nothing nothing to add to that? No, I got nothing for that. I just, like, man, just, I mean, the, the eight turnovers tonight, 
I'm not even like, I'm not even mad about you it, can't. right? Like just given all the circumstances, like whatever. But I think like, I don't even want to say the final piece to his game because he's just, you know, 21 years old and he's going <laughs> to add pieces to his game over the, the next several years as he that aren't even approaches necessary. his prime. <laughs> but like just the one piece to his game right now, if he can get rid of the turnovers as like he's driving into the lane and just like loses yeah, the ball or gets stripped. Franz like, does that too, by the way. All yes. The time. But if he does that, how do you stop him? I, I, I literally think it's impossible at that point. Yeah. He can't. You can't. It's it's very typical, and especially with this wave of six ten guys that handle the ball a lot more than than usual. Paolo and Franz leading the way for a lot of the six ten ball handlers of this generation for sure. But you see it all the time. You say that like, like there's a lot. I don't think there. I don't think there is a lot. I think we've got like a quarter of them on our roster. Yeah, it's very fair. Um. But that that is the most common turnover for a guy of that stature, like dribbling the ball high, whatever it might be, going into the lane. You're getting double teamed. That ball's getting poked out from behind. It's getting ripped from you. They're hitting down on the ball. Like especially on these mismatches, where you do have it, where like the defender is smaller, they're just grasping for straws and just hoping they can punch down the ball, make a play, poke it from behind, whatever. That happens a lot. And it's just part of the growing pains. Eventually, it'll kind of cease, right? But for right now, it's what we live with. But I'll take the uh, 43-point performance from Palo Bancaro tonight any day of the week with the eight turnovers. Absolute superstar. A lot of the the talk, like amongst Magic fans, I haven't seen it on really a national level yet, but so many people are like, this should cement like his all-star bid. Now, at this point in the season, I'm looking at NBA.com. I don't know if this exact is updated exactly. He's at 21.8 points per game. I feel like that's where he was at coming into this game. And after a 43-point performance in game, what is this, game 34. 33, he should, he should be around, I would guess, like 23 now. So, I don't know if NBA.com is just not updated quite yet. No, they've got him at... Uh, 34 34 is where he should be. 19. Yeah, so they've they've only got 33 games on here. Right. Paolo hasn't hasn't missed a game, has he? No, we're 19 and 15. So yeah, they they just uh did Paolo miss a game? Ooh. That's a great question. I don't think he missed a game. I don't think he did. I could be wrong. Nah. I'm going to pull this up right now. I'm going to ESPN because sometimes ESPN is updated a little bit uh, a little bit sooner. So now he is at yep 22.8 points per game on the year. So just at, at 23, uh, 7 rebounds, 4.2 assists, uh, 45% from... Oh, that's just on the road. Nope. Okay, right. Nope, they, they haven't updated it either. Kevin says no, he has not missed a yeah, game. Kevin says he hasn't missed a game. So ESPN, NBA.com, not updated just yet. He'll be over 22. He'll be over 22 points a game. I mean, the Magic are at this point, where are we in the Eastern Conference standings after tonight? We're sixth. It's like a three-way tie with Orlando, Cleveland, and New York all at 19 and 15. Indiana's at five now at 19 and 14. 
yeah. So Miami's right above them at 20 and 14. Like this four through six, seven, eight in the in the Eastern Conference right now is super tight. Like absolutely should be an all-star. Like all-time performance. Like I'll never forget the the performance of, of Paolo Bancaro tonight. One thing I am a little bit nervous about is like hurts the ankle, goes back, gets it taped up, comes back, plays like 16 straight minutes. After that, what is that going to look like as they fly to Denver? And are we going to have you know Paolo on Friday against the Nuggets? Probably won't have Franz. Doesn't sound like we're going to have Wendell Carter Jr. Maybe Cole Anthony is back. Maybe Joe Ingles is back. Maybe Jonathan Isaac is back. I do crazy things for Joe Ingles right now to play. Yeah. Need him in that need him in that bench unit so badly, especially with these injuries. But man, I would Yeah, the the Max Struess like play where he dove for the ball like shoulder right into Joe Ingles' ankle, like now just looks even more ridiculous. Just like a really, really dangerous play. And it's just like it's crazy when guys miss 10 games with sprained ankles when we have like Jalen Suggs who misses like 30 seconds and then, you know, Franz who almost, you know, seems to come back from those things pretty quickly. Yeah. Some of those guys are two years old and the other ones are 60. So, I mean, yeah, you have a point there. The the body's been beat up for old Joe for sure. But, you know, I hope Joe can give it a go on Friday. You got, listen, I just want to win. And Denver I mean, has asking for an awful lot there. They're on TNT tomorrow night or tonight, I guess, as we're recording this against the Warriors. So it'll be the second night of a back-to-back for Denver. It will. Nine I'm PM. Not totally tip. Uh, mad at that, but yeah, I I don't like our chances Friday. I don't either, but I'm hoping for health, and we'll see. All right, what do you say we wrap this up as we're uh, creeping towards three AM now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, folks, uh, don't forget uh, next Tuesday, uh, the 9th, when the Magic take on the Minnesota Timberwolves at home, we'll be recording a new edition of the Six Fan Show outside of Kia after that game. And our next watch party uh, next Friday, the 12th, when the Magic take on the Miami Heat, will be at Hagen O'Reilly's at Winter Garden. Make sure you guys come out to that. going to be a lot of fun. That is going to do it for this one. I would love to be in bed by 4 a.m., but we will see. Uh, For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Ray!